What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chief Fitting with Daily Dale. I'm your host, Dale Fowler, along with my partner, Lonnie. How you doing today, bro? Good, good. How you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good, just chilling, you know, on this good Sunday, relaxing, got a break, got to straighten up the house a little bit, so feeling a little good, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I know you was chilling over there with the baby, with with your girl. Yep. Having a good time, just yep. chilling back. So, you know, that's what it is on this Sunday. So I know we're ready to get into these topics. So just a breakdown what we're going to be discussing today. Uh, we saw Chris Jones recently t- um, tweet, and it looks like he removed it as well, too, but uh, had, like, the time clock on there, and you just really count down the training camp. But also, could that have been a sign about getting his contract extension done? And then also we're going to touch on is it a make or break year for Jody Forson? And then we're going to discuss Nick Bolton and if he can become an all-team, first-team all-pro this season. And then also are we hopeful for Willie Gay this this season, for a full season at that? So just to start it off and break it down, Chris Jones, like I said, he tweeted that video. What's your thoughts about that, Lonnie? Uh, yeah, so as far as Chris, I think I think Chris shows up in time for training camp, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think Chris knows how valuable he is to our team and how valuable he is as a player, as a pillar of the team, and is being involved and helping us evolve at that um, in that defensive line room. Um, now, that's not to say that a deal will be done by the time that Chris shows up at training camp. Um, that's just me playing kind of devil's advocate there just because we don't know yet, and um, we're still kind of in limbo for that. Um, but I think he will be prepared, and I do. I do think Chris will be his regular dominant self that we've seen from last year. I mean, um, just he was he was ridiculously, ridiculously good last year. Um, I'm curious to see how it how it all works out because um, it's definitely he's definitely the best at his position without question, right? So he's gonna deserve that bookend top top bookend money. Um, but we still have to, like you said, we have to be able to be able to make moves in the future and kind of free up some money um, to maybe bring in some other pieces um, to help him. Um, that's not to say that he'll need help because he has been a very a very dominant defensive end and defensive tackle um, at his position um, and been in the top echelon of those pass rushers. Um, but it's it, it's just going to be curious to see how how he get it how we get it done because, like I said before on previous episodes, he is twenty eight. He's up there in age. So um, it's going to be curious to see how we get this all worked out um, before training camp. And hopefully we can get it by tra- get it done by training camp. But yeah. ultimately, I see him showing up at least by training camp in shape, ready to play, um, being regular Chris Jones, dominating. Now, it looks like he has been working out. We saw him make a post earlier today. So it looks like he's been getting his work in as well, staying up in shape. Uh, because we know for sure that more than likely he's going to be playing with the Chiefs this season. I don't, I don't see a trade at all. I think it's either get it done before the season starts or he's going to go into the season, finishing out, and then we'll see what happens off, next offseason. But uh, I do – I he is going to play. He's going to play for sure. Now – my thoughts on that, uh, I think it was in reference to contract negotiation, contract extension, right? I want he he wants to be able to have a long term deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, being in the position he's in, in um, and what he has been doing these past couple of years, it's for sure that he's honestly the best defensive tackle in the NFL. And honestly, I will say this for the on for the Kansas City Chiefs, we can't do him like we do others. We can't keep on 
having people restructure or you know do these little things to tweaks to get cap space cap space right i mean you do those for the guys who probably like middle tier who doesn't have that much on that contract to where we can manipulate and create some more cap space right and you can do that with the uh chris jones extension it's going to uh, clear up some cap space going forward for the next couple of years and then like 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 what's happened already on the back end of that is going to probably, you know, be a bigger cap hit. However, you got that time to where you can convert some of that stuff into a bonus or, you know, maybe a sense of base things where he met what he was supposed to meet that can help as well too. But um, I think this is a guy that, you know, on the defensive side, he's, I wouldn't say to the skill level of what Patrick Holmes is doing offensively, but he's our best defensive player on that side of the ball. Uh, what he does in the middle is phenomenal. He's very, you know, versatile. He can go to edge. He goes in the inside. He, he can pretty much beat you on anywhere on the line. So he already brings a package that is significant to what he's doing on that Spagnola defense. Now, it comes into terms of how many years you want to give him. Do you want to get put three more on top of that? Do you want to put four more on top of that? Now, we know he want to retire Kansas City Chief, and at his age, being 28, if you give him a four-year deal, he'll be done by 32, 33, right? He's going to play more after that, especially if he's healthy. So you need to focus on giving the last good contract for him and having a last good run because we got two championships with him already. I'm sure he'll want to at least win two more with us, right? Like I said for Travis Kelsey, if these guys can get up to that four threshold, then they're going to be considered the greatest at the position as well too, and they have bigger arguments for their historical runs that they have put up. So it, it I, I feel like go ahead and give him the four-year extension. He says he doesn't mind being top two, at least being number two. Uh, but we know that Beach knows how to man manipulate those numbers and put it to where it's a good deal for both sides, where it still shows he's the highest paid at the position, but it might have more incentives on top of that, a bonus as well too, where it's significant to where you give it to him out pocket and that's not going to affect the cap space. So you know you got all those opportunities right now. I think what they're doing is they're focused on shifting those numbers and seeing what they can do and put it out there and then get the deal done. So I, I, I'm I expecting this to still be done by preseason. I think they want to go ahead and lock him up. Uh, we know that we have good – people in the front office to where in situations like that, what we did with Tyreek Hill, if something's happened, yeah, we can get something out of it and we're able to hit on those draft picks that we have, but we can't play this game forever, right? We got to have significant names and big-time players on both sides of the ball to where we build around that. And I think you build around Chris Jones. You have a great linebacker core. You have a young defensive back group where – you, you have it in place to where you can be successful. And what you're doing is you're bringing young guys on the edge as well, too, and you still got some vets on there as, on that defensive line as well to where it can still be effective. You can still be in top 15. I don't think you're going to be in the bottom half of the league at all. Yeah, not so, at all. Not, not at all. So I think they're going to be good. I think it's, everything's going to work out. But for sure, that that tweet that he sent out, it I, it was in regards to that contract. We know the season is coming up. It's under 100 days. But these players like to play around with this. They know what they're doing. They know what they're hinting at. They can just go both ways, right? That's all it is. Exactly. So I don't think he's just telling Kansas City Chiefs, oh, you need to hurry up. You need to hurry up because he's about winning. I think at the same time, you got to do good for yourself, and that's what he's doing, and he's putting out there like, hey, I'm I'm a team player, but I need mine as well too. 
Yeah. I need to make sure I have generational wealth coming in as well, too. I need to set up my kids and my family for the future as well, too. So don't leave me out on that, but I'm all for the team. So Absolutely. I think they're going to get something done again. Uh, we know it's going to be probably in the ballpark around 23 to 25 million, probably a little bit more. So uh, he's definitely going to be up there in the top numbers at his position and making him definitely more than 20 plus a year. So he's going to be definitely fine. I think it's going to come into terms of what that guaranteed money is and how much of it is incentive as well, too, to where are you trying to take some of that for me or are you trying to make me hit? 15 sacks a season, or are you trying to hit me in a ballpark of where it's a good season around 12.5, you know? So who knows? That's where you look at it right that, like that, excuse me. But let's go ahead and jump on to the next topic on this half of the episode. Jody, I mean, we both love him. We know he's one of the most talented guys that's on the roster, regardless of his numbers that he has put up with us. Um, Total-wise, I think each season only had like 100-plus yards. But at the same time, he dealt with injury-riddled seasons. But we know what he can do in that in that passing game, and he's a great blocker as well on that, uh, on that line. So, Lonnie, do you think this is a make-or-break year for Jody Forson? Uh, I'm going to say no, it's not a make or break year for Jody Forsen, right? Um, we, we've, always, we've always been, like you said before, pro 88 movement. People don't know, but me, we big, we're big 88 movement. You have to have a lot of cojones to even pick up that number and wear it in this type of town, um, knowing who wore that before you. So um, that says a lot. It speaks for itself just for Chiefs fans in general. But um, I go, I say that to say that um, I think I'm not, I'm, I'm, I think Jody gets a solid extension because um, like me and you have spoke, we spoken previously on. Um, I think this is the person that that take that probably takes the mantle from Trav, and that's just depending on when Trav is ready to give it up. Like we spoken on previous episodes, we don't know when that's gonna be. We're not sure that we we can't say, but um, I feel like this is the person that takes that torch. He's a longer, more basketball type, lengthy type body like Travis, right? Um, he's able to make those same plays in the red zone. Um, the only thing with Jody, we, we've seen problems in the field. Um, a lot of San Francisco, San Francisco game. Um, he took a bad shot over the middle, chop got hit low. Um, we didn't really see him that much more in the field or, or, or the rest of the year. We seen him a lot in the red zone. Now, however, he was a great red zone threat. But um, this is a this is a tight end that has a Calvin Johnson body build. So like this, he's he's a freak. He was running. He ran a he he was running wheel routes last year. Um, and and like. And we he forget was, he was a wide receiver too. He was a, he was a wide receiver exactly. He was a wide receiver, but it's just if this is this is the new evolution. This is the evolution of the game to me, everyone. This is this is where I think the game is going. These type of players playing tight end. This is what you're gonna. This is what you're gonna see. Just being that we've seen Trav, and this is the kind of tight end that has dominated the league these past years. Um, this is kind of just the the this the evolution of the game, and I feel like he's that new age tight end um, that 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 we're gonna see. Um, just going forward for the Chiefs. Um, and I think he'll just be a running mate with Trav. Um, I don't think they let him get out of here just being like how good, how great he's been. He's been good. Not only has he been good on, on offense, he's been good on special teams as well. Um, okay. So he's a, he's a, he's a hell of a special teams player. So um, 88 is, I feel like he, he, with his red zone ability, special teams presence, and if he can get that presence in the field, no doubt he gets an extension. I don't think it's a make-or-break year for him, though. I think he gets an extension regardless because, like I said, he's a unicorn, man. He's, I think we got we, – it's no way we let him out the build. Yeah. So, you know, I share the same sentiment as of what type of player he is, and we know 
what ability he has to be one of the best tight ends in the league when he when he is able to take over that mantle from Travis Kelsey. Now I do think it's a make it break make it break a year for him. The only reason why is just due to health. Um, you have guys like Noah Gray that's coming along, and then we had that other guy as well too. I think Matt Bushman, who was a tight end who had a decent preseason as well. And what I know from with Kansas City is we don't really have problems at this tight end position. We had the Tony Moyakis who we made somewhat good. We didn't have Anthony Fasano. Of course, you had the legend Tony Gonzalez, and then you have Travis Kelsey as well too, who was able to take over that mantle. It was was the next one up and at the same time it's just you know with what the Chiefs is building right now and the dynasty that you're trying to go into uh I feel like you don't have any room or margin for error to really be missing out on that you know you the best ability is availability and we can put any guys in any position and really make something out of it we didn't bring back Blake Bell last year and he was still effective he was a part of the first Super Bowl and then he was a part of this one he ended up leaving but coming back but we we went ahead and picked him back up just because he already knew the playbook uh we were able to work with him he made some phenomenal plays in those playoff runs as well too had a touchdown in one of those games so he understands the pressure and the presence of playing playoff football Jody Forson, I think he understands that as well too I think he'd been around our environment enough being on the sideline when he was injured but being around those players and seeing how it goes he know how important how important it is for the Kansas City Chiefs to always be in contention for the championship so I think it just all comes to what he can do with his body going forward in the offseason but really it is a make or break season for Jody Forsen. And it's nothing against him as a player at all. We know you have the skill set. I think it's just more of the fact of are you going to be available in the playoffs when we are in those big moments? Because Travis Kelsey was available. He only had that one season as a rookie where he was out for the season. But at the same time, he came back and played all games the rest of the way, unless we already clinched playoffs and Andy Reid wanted to sit those guys out for rest. So if you're going to be able to take that mantle and take that role, we need you to bring take all of that. We know you have the hands. We know you have the body build. We know you can get those jump balls. We know you can get open in the open field. Easy. Now we need you to be available, available. as well available. because that's how you earn your money as well. And at the same time, we know how these new guys coming in as well too. They want their money. Travis Kelsey has been with us since 20, 2013, and he has always took – the contract that the Chiefs, we never had any problems with Travis Kelsey at all. Negotiations at all. They gave him his money uh, like what last season before and gave him extensions like, yep, he got it. But but that's what he does. That's what happens when you have seven plus thousand yard seasons. Right now, you haven't even touched over 500. And it's not because you can't do it, it's because you're not out there. Because really, I think Andy Reid likes playing with his tight ends. That's why he got rung in some more. He, he right. don't mind going into the season with four tight ends because you know what that does? It gives a break from your wide receivers who's out there over 70% of the game. Now, when you got those packages where it's power and it's tight and you can still have wide receivers, those guys out there with the ability to get open and still be able to pass the football like Andy Reid likes to do, that's, that's all, all, all it's going to do is open everything up for that offense. Oh, now instead of having four guys out there, Tony, NVS, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, whoever we want to put out there, oh, we can go with Jody Forson, um, uh, Travis Kelsey, 
Blake Bell, Noel Gray. Noel Gray being at the fullback, got three tight ends out there, probably have one guy flanked out as wide receiver. More than likely it'd be Tony or yeah. MVS because of his ability to get open. It's just a lot of things you can do within that offense, and we want him a part of that. So, Jody, it is a make-it-break season. We need you to go in there, get healthy. We know you can do it. Do whatever you can. Be honest with the with the training staff, with the uh-huh. with the uh, with the coaching staff, all that. Let, let them know if it's like, okay, coach, I need a little break real quick. Probably getting a little bit soreness, but I'm good. Let me go ice this up and then be ready. We'd rather have you out there as much as we can, opposed to putting you out there, forcing you in position to get hurt, and then now we got to work with something. Probably pick up a guy from the practice squad, or probably add another guy in in a free agency instead of making these moves when we can have a, a, every guy here that knows the playbook already and be set going forward. We yeah. need that because we don't know how long Travis got. And we, we put in speculations on him, and you know he can end up playing six more seasons if he wanted to. Who, who would know, right? But at the same time, we just got to be prepared for that. So we need you, to, we need you, man. We need you to get tight. We need you to get healthy. We need you to be there. We know you can do it. We, we saw you in no training camps before when you, was, when you was a wide receiver and you was balling out. And we, already, we was already knowing what you was bringing. To the offense then and working with you then so you had seasons to where you didn't play and they're also having dealing with issues and in the seasons you do play and not having you for those long periods of times like we would hope we need you to play 17 games and then and then three more after that depending on our seating in the playoffs right so it, it, it's just what it, it just what it what we, we gotta see man we gotta see but all right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Once we come back, we're going to dive into some Nick Bolton talk and Willie Gay to end off our show. Talk to you soon. What up, KC? On the heels of yet another Kansas City Super Bowl victory, we have an awesome opportunity for you to broadcast your business to the local Kansas City market. We've created something called Kansas City Sports Company, which is a sports media hub for multiple live shows all of which cover all the local Kansas City teams. Now, we have 30-second ad spots, 60-second ad spots. We have event sponsorships, studio sponsorships, show sponsorships, and much, much more. This is a great opportunity for you to start early with us and broadcast your business to a very dedicated, very enthusiastic Kansas City audience. Contact me or hit the Contact Us link on our website to learn more about this opportunity. All right, now, welcome back to the episode. Now, jumping into our next topic. Nick Bolton, Lonnie, Nick Bolton, he was he has been phenomenal, phenomenal, honestly, throughout his time here in Kansas City, ever since he was a rookie. Uh, when he wasn't even starting, we had Anthony Hitchens and those guys up here, but he was filling in and playing some of the outside back position, and he was just a great tackler of the football, really had the feel of the game. He was just great from the get-go. Last season was his best season, especially taking over him as we let go Anthony Hitchens, and he was the captain of the defense, being in the middle, holding it down. And, you know, he was one of the leader, leading tacklers in, his, uh, in the NFL as well, too. Um, he had what well, he had a total of 70, well, 180 tackles altogether and 72 assisted on two sacks, two interceptions. And he, and he had a touchdown in the uh, post in the Super Bowl as well, too. So he was just a ball magnet throughout his, throughout that entire season. So Lonnie, what are your thoughts on, um, what are your thoughts on Nick Bolton? And do you feel that he can be a first team all pro? This upcoming season at his, at the linebacker position. Yeah, so I think I think um, Nick played like a vet from day one, right? 
Um, and I think he can be a third team all pro at this position. I think he has the ability to do it. I got one word that describes Nick Bolton, and that's consistent, right? Um, one thing you need to see from middle linebacker in that rock of your defense, that anchor of your defense is consistency. We need to see the same thing repetitively, um, and good, uh, good action to, um, something positive, getting us off the field, three and outs, whatever it may be, stopping the run, whatever it is. Um, consistently to, to make you to, to make you that the rock of our defense, which is our middle linebacker, the green die. So for him to carry that as a rookie, as a, as a, as a rookie, and then to keep continue to carry it for the next two years. Um, I think this, I think he will no doubt be a, a third team all pro as long as he can stay healthy. Like you said, the best ability is availability. Nick has been available his whole career. So that's something yeah. that we haven't had to worry about with him. Um, so it's, I think as long as Nick is on the field, he's going to continue to make plays. Um, Nick is, Nick is great, man. He's he's always been he's solid. Um, he's been solid since his rookie year. He really has, and I feel like as long as he, I feel like he can stir up the pass, the pass game a little bit more if he can get his, his covering a little bit better. Um, I feel like no improved. doubt, it's no, and it, which it has improved exactly. Um, but he, I think he'll be a ton better. He'll take off even more. But there's no doubt in my mind, um, with that consistency that he has. That um that he will he'll make it as a third team all pro and I'll go on to say this I'll see that the I'll look for the Chiefs to be trying to extend he, he guys like him Legarius Sneed um those kind of those corner bookend pieces of your franchise right um the Jody Fortsons so kind of trying to bring trying to bring their home their their in house pieces back home um and if I and I if they can't they can't extend him. I think they might look for trade partners and try and get as many picks as they can for him. Um, but mm-hmm. as far as him I being a third team, I, I think he'll be a all, third team all pro for sure. And I think definitely um, that they're going to extend him. They, they have to have to lock him up as a, he's a corner. He's a back end. He's a, he's a cornerstone of that defense. Um, he's the rock of that defense. He's the core of that defense. Um, he has those guys on the roll this year, this past year. Um, he did nothing but make plays too in the Super Bowl from the like you said, the touchdown that it was scored in the Super Bowl, um, to the interceptions, to the he scored t- touchdowns in the regular seasons against the Broncos. So um he, he's just what you want in a linebacker. Um, reminiscent of DJ, man. Like we haven't really had a playmaker yeah, like that at that position since DJ, Derek Johnson. I'm taking y'all back there for a minute. So um that's we just it's just we I really like to see that and I think that's what I said like I said I think he get extended and I think he does he does do make a third team all time all pro for sure so you so not first team but you think he'd be an all pro in all, general, all pro I'm sorry yeah no I'm sorry not third not well first team first team I'm sorry I didn't I'm sorry I think it'd be a first team all pro I'm sorry if I was saying it wrong but I can understand if he doesn't because you I mean you got the Fred Warners out there you got the Eric Kendricks Bobby Wagner. Levante David, Roquan Smith, Devin White. You got all those linebackers, right? Yeah. It's just what he's doing on a consistent basis and what he's doing for the Chiefs is why we feel that he can be in that first-team all-pro position. Depending, I, I think it, he only reason why I think he might not make it, he might be like a second or third team just because of the bigger names that's in front of him. He's one of those guys who uh, he does the dirty – he does the work, does the dirty work, and he he's not – as flashy as well too. Now he be- makes big plays and get plays uh, uh, tackles for losses. Like you said, we didn't see him get inter- interceptions. Was a ball magnet and got better in coverage as well too, year by year. And I, we expect him to make another leap this year as well too. But it's just he's someone who he does his job and go back to the line. 
He doesn't talk. He doesn't do all that rah-rah, uh, get in your face, get into um, get into arguments or fights with opposing teams or players uh, to say. So I think that's why I feel he can be kind of like snubbed from that rope, from that uh, first team all pro just because of that when you're someone who just does your job you're not going to be like oh like oh you don't see him out there because you got guys like fred warner who is very active in, in hype all the time moving around you see him in the mic ups even when in the mic up we see with nick Bolton, straight business probably one of the uninteresting mic ups we heard all season and that's not even no offense at all because you want a player like that who is focused on the task he's rallying up the guys and he he just lead by example so it's like who is dude like what are we watching <laughs> what fun are we having watching this <laughs> but it just shows what what he's capable of like i said he's one of the leading tacklers as well too last season 180 uh combined tackles in 72 assisted so he had over 80 solo tackles as well himself and, and, and was really holding down he was really holding down and um at that line at that middle linebacker position and this is someone who came in who had to play on the outside but just because of how good he was and we wanted him out there on the field he had to like really be in a position that he wasn't at and we saw him exposed in coverage sometimes because he didn't know about that he was a guy who could hold down the middle anything in the middle that's coming across he got it and depending on the stunt as well too he knew his task and his job and you saw that built for him so yes he is a Derrick johnson ish player and i think honestly he might be better just because what we've seen from the beginning from him now dj had the same thing once he got drafted with us he was already effective he was already good but now i think just the advantage of how important office is into in today's game and seeing how you got to be all over the field i think he was st statistically he might be able to break the records that Derrick johnson had and he, he's just He's fluent in what he's doing. He understands his assignments, and he knows how to get guys in place as well, too. And it's it, you don't see him doing all that yelling, moving, seeing all the hand gestures. It's like coming up to the line of scrimmage, knowing where to put him at, and it's just smooth, and he know, and he goes about it. He just leads by example, like I said earlier. earlier. So first team all pro might be a little stretch. Might oh, be a little come bit, on now. Might be a little bit. I think second team for sure though. And it's and I'm not trying to play devil's advocate and be someone who's just trying to be different on, on the subject. It's more of like I put all the other factors into it as well. Because Absolutely. on my list, he's gonna be number one and he's gonna be first team all pro because I want that type of player. But you gotta put in the media, you gotta put in the guys voting, and they're gonna talk about who they see and what the media is talking about all the time. And those guys, if they're making what they're doing and putting up those as well they're going to get it absolutely they're going to get it yeah so the best thing we can do as fans as Kansas city fans we got to make them aware of who nick Bowden is, Bowden he's, is gonna do, he's, gonna, he's gonna do that on the field himself already they're gonna feel his presence i'm sure when they get into that offensive room and they're discussing the film i'm sure there's a guy they're so circling on the field they're gonna be like yeah he might not be chris jones stone cold jones you know Who's moving around, uh, dismantling the whole offensive line, uh, playing at defensive tackle and edge? But this Nick Bolton kid, running backs, 
We need to make sure we're getting three to four yards before we get in contact with him. Quarterback. Let's make sure we're watching everything he's doing on the field. Let's see if he's going to drop in covers. Let's see if he's going to sneak himself in an in uh, inside blitz, a delayed blitz, where, you know, once that hole is open, he attacks, you can't do anything about it. We just saw that multiple times throughout the season. Where they spread out the offensive line, they're not paying attention, and it's like, okay, you see the, uh, the play develop a little bit within that three to four seconds, right? But he's so quick up that middle. The quarterback doesn't have have time to react. Other only person who was able to do that was Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts also got scared in front of the ball when he saw Bolton and he was able to pick it up for a touchdown. Just because when he's on his assignment, that's why you got to play him out of his assignment. That's your job. If you don't do that, it's going to be a long day for you in that front on that front on that front line front five. If you don't know where he has, where he's at on the field, so I think uh, for real second team all pro. First team, I, I'll be, I'm gonna be happy if you get first team just because y'all saw, y'all, y'all saw the potential and knew what he can, what he can do. I think Nick has the ability to be a first team All Pro, so um, I'm not gonna put it past him. I'm gonna say first team. I'm gonna give him the stamp, and that's just not because I'm just a homer, but just because um, I think he's an all around good player and he showed that consistency, like I said, these past couple years. Um, and as long as, like you said, we give him that recognition, that recognition, and continue to bring that to the forefront. Um, I think he will be recognized eventually. But, yes, I'm going to give him that first team. But like you said, he's not the flashy or sexy pick, right? He's not mm-hmm. that dude in the front of the room giving you a motivational speech like Tyron Matthew. He's mm-hmm. not the juice guy in the room, which we'll talk about here coming up. But he, it, he is that he is that lead by example guy. All so, around. I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't say too much. I'll show you on the film. Best athlete, but it won't get acknowledged, you know? That's all it is. Yeah. But now let's go ahead and jump on to our next topic because it all it honestly fits hand in hand. Uh we're gonna be discussing Willie Gay Jr. Um honestly, you know, we didn't discuss this many times, I think, before on, on our previous episodes about what we what Willie Gay means to the Kansas City Chiefs, what he means to his fellow teammates, what he brings to that defense, and what emotion he brings as well, too. That's all important. But really, our question of it today is how hopeful are we for him to play a full season this year? I mean, if if he can't do a full season this time, if he missed over half of the games, Lonnie, could this be his last season as a Chief? I mean, what what are your thoughts about that? Um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to say it could be Willie's last season as a Chief just because um, Willie is a super-duper athletic guy. I think he's that one of those once-in-a-lifetime type guys that come around. Um, mm-hmm. He's a speed guy, um, like a freakishly athletic guy. Um, like we, like you said, we said previously, you've seen that flash in the Denver game. That's just a flash of what Willie could do. Um, he's he's one. He's just a very freakish athletic guy. But like what I, I was going to say, one of the biggest strengths of Nick Bolton is one of the the – the the biggest weaknesses of Willie Gay, which is consistency, which is what we were just speaking about, is if Willie Willie has not been able to be on the field consistently, uh, which brings us to this question, which makes you ask that question: and Will it be Willie's last season as a Chief? But I say no, just because of those factors. I feel like he covers tight ends well. Um, he he said he takes a lot of pride in that. He said he wanted to be the best at covering tight ends last year. I feel like he was one of the best at covering tight ends, um, if not the best. Um, as far as a linebacker goes, um, he will said he wanted to lead, lead the linebackers with interceptions. I don't know how far he got with that, but I know um, he was pretty good as far as ball hawking goes. So um, he, I feel like Willie is definitely one of those guys 
Um, he's a juice guy in the locker room, like we said. With Nick Bolton's not that rah rah guy, but you have Willie Gay there, who is that rah rah guy that gets you going, right? He is that one that's gonna lead the room. He is that one that's gonna get you fired up and ready to make a play, whether it be offense or defense. So I feel like, with all of that being said, that Willie is he does have a he had does have a place in the locker room, but it's it's where it's if we can find that healthy medium. Um, and like we said, we're, we're not we're not going to be able to keep everybody. But I feel like what separates Willie from everybody else's extension is can Willie be available? Just like we said with Jody, if Willie can be available, I, I think the Chiefs keep everything in house because we have we have all the pieces here. Willie is, like we said, one of the most athletic linebackers we've seen. He's one of those most athletic linebackers in that core right there. So um, he's a he's a freak. So but like I said, if, if I don't think if we can if he doesn't get extended, I'll, I'll I'll be looking. I'll be looking for the Chiefs, like I said, to trade and get get a lot of picks and compensation. Compensation. Yeah. So, um, but because he's definitely just been, uh, he's just hasn't been there. He hasn't been available. And like we said before, the best ability is availability um, with the Chiefs. And we can't we can't use you if you're not available. So mm-hmm. um, I I wouldn't say it'll be Willie's last season as a Chief if he's not available. I think he might get another shot just because how athletic he is and what a and the type of juice he provides and that. Um, that extra uh, umph he brings to the team, so I, I wouldn't say it would be his last year as a chief. You know, I've been doing a little, a lot of thinking about it, and I honestly been going back and forth. But just really after conversation and how we just been um, spewing out information and thinking about his play, I think he's a guy you do got to keep. He's one of those guys where you got to try to get him in the mid tier contract, um, especially if he plays this whole season, just because. I'm just thinking about that Denver interception on uh, Russell Wilson, just how how athletic it was, and the problem with Willie Gay sometimes is he's he overcommits, and he can outrun the play uh, where he puts himself out of position. We've then seen him in times where going for the sack, and he kind of did something clumsy to where it prevented him for, from that or had a bad angle. I think it's important that he works on that, but. It's just it shows he's there though. He disrupted the play in a way. He got the quarterback uncomfortable. Now he didn't get the sack or then he didn't bring him down. But the goal is to always put the quarterback out of position to where he can't make the perfect play, right? Where he can't scan and does those Tom Brady like things where he's able to sit in the pocket and pick apart a defense. He has time all day. That that he brings that type of that energy to that defense at the linebacker position and what it will do is it will make Nick Broton great as well too and it will limit his weaknesses as well of where he's not that great in coverage and because we know Willie Gay can cover like you said he takes pride into covering those tight ends even those little slot players as well too when he's in the lineup against them being in the correct zone looking for the ball trying to be a ball hawk he 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 attacks the ball like he's supposed to and you know, you get this contract extension done with uh, Chris Jones. That's going to clear up some space. You can probably give White Willie a, probably a two-year extension just because of the linebacker position. You know how it be. Uh, money is not always big for them as well, too. They somewhat similar to running backs, but they can get a lot more if you're, uh, if you're great. You know, uh, Roquan Smith was able to get him $20 million a year plus just off of him, and he, he was able to negotiate that deal himself. So – I mean, it just depends on what you're bringing in. I don't think he has much to bring to the table to say, like, oh, I deserve this and this because of that. We could put an injury clause in there as well. 
we can put a percentage percentage of games that you need to meet so you can get that money. And we, we can make some of it incentive-based as well, too, where we need you to meet these numbers as well. So it can be done. And I think it will be done for him. I think we will take that risk with him just because of what he brings. If you can lock that linebacker court down where you have two great linebackers, just like we see with the Bucks with Devin White and Levante David, you have that same thing on your defensive line. You got Chris Jones holding it down. We're expecting Carl Lathis and uh, Felix to be able to come in and do well and pick it up. And you still got guys like Mike Dana, and then you picked up B.J. Thompson and other vet guys, Charles Mini, who who's coming in as well. You got all that to build around that and have a, a, a solid defense. I think if you can lock out, lock, lock down those certain players to where you 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 build around that, you're fine. And I think that's some, somebody you want a part of your defense because of what he brings, especially with his athleticism. We need that on the defense. Um, we didn't see this defense shift from the times of where we were lowest in the league. Now bringing in these young guys who are just energetic, who's out there and is willing to learn. And Spagnola can build them until he, what he wants them to be because they're young. This is something what we're seeing similar to the New York Giants defense that he had in 07. So it, 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 I, I don't think it's unfamiliar. Now, are they the, on the same level? No, but he can get them to that. That's why he's getting these longer body guys who are on the defensive line. That's why he's getting these short or these medium-sized linebackers who, who's athletic, who's great hitters, who can move around to where they can make up for any slight misstep, but they can ca- catch up with it. You know, I, I got I got the youngest that I can make into what I want them to be. I got this young defensive secondary that is working. We got him in certain zone coverages, put him in man, put him up against the best guys, showing that you're going to have to win one-on-one sometimes. He he likes that. He loves that. Willie, he's going to be be the the soul that we have that we was missing with because Tyron Matthew left and went over to New Orleans. You got that now. You got someone who's always happy, joyous. He's emotional. He can he doing some of the dirty work that you need someone to do. You know, being able to step up and say something just because of his personality. So we're gonna we're gonna see. I think, I, but I I don't think it. I I think we try to get him back next year. Yeah, we can't let everybody go now. We can't yeah. be that dumb. We can't we can't do that. That yeah. for real, we can't we can't do we that. Can. It wouldn't make no sense to Absolutely. do that. We gotta we gotta be able to build. That's what you build a dynasty off of. Now some guys is gonna walk. Sometimes yeah. it's gonna be some big names. Absolutely. Sometimes it's gonna be some guys you know where they were significant, but at the same time, we can do without. Exactly. You got to live with that. But yeah. if you have the core pieces in there that you feel that makes your, that side of the ball much better, better, you 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 go with that. You lock Absolutely. that in. And Absolutely. you hope, you pray. Because you're, you're taking a chance on everybody every time. That's what you do in the draft. We didn't have a lot of first-round draft picks that, that, that fell off. But we had some third, fourth-round picks that actually became Hall of Famers, became people that or needed on or oh, NFL roster where they're fighting for in the offseason. You know, you, you hit or miss. So I think you you hit or miss with Willie. If it don't work, okay, we can figure it out. That's why we got one of the best front offices in the league. That's why we have the best GM in the league, right, to make up for that if we need to get out of those situations. But we got to take risk. We got to feel what we got to feel. Like now, next offseason, I don't think we can just chill. We're going to have to make some moves, too, especially if we have the money to do it. We're going to have to. So it is what it is. But, Willie, I'm going for, I'm gonna go to bat for you, bro. I just love I just love him. I just love his enthusiasm. I love, I love players who want to be Chiefs players. You know, they want to be a part of the Chiefs because we didn't have that back in the day. Yep. 
Absolutely. I'm here to kind of end your career, you know, depending on the situation because we had great defense, then we had great offenses to where, you know, we had great skill positions. You know, they were, they, you know, we, we didn't saw it all before the Joe Montana's. All that coming in and out their careers and everything. We didn't sit in with Mike Rabel, just a lot of those guys. But now it's like some guys do want to be here doing their prom. Still haven't seen, like, you know, still wonder why a lot of receivers sometimes don't want to come, you know. But at the same time, you always hear the Chiefs name into it because we're interested. And they're interested in coming too. But it's just this one team might be dumb enough to be like, oh, trying to give me this. Ravens, one year, 18 mil to Odell. You know? Yeah. That was the risk they needed to take. The Chiefs are just putting out there like, we can take you. If you're looking for, like, to just get a shit and move on, we got you. Yeah. Rings it's on. like, what, what does this relate to Willie? You're just saying, like, he's that risk, like, you got to take. Like, some things, for some players, you got to take that risk. Absolutely. And that's that's exactly how I feel. But, hey, that's all we have for this episode of Chief and with Daily Dale. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms, KC Sports Company on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow me on my personal pages, Facebook, Dale Fowler Jr., Twitter, Dale E. Fowler, Instagram, Daily underscore, Daily underscore Dale 39. Lonnie, what you got, man? Underscore L-O-N-O on Instagram, underscore L-O-N-N, underscore, underscore L-O-N-N-O, underscore, underscore on Twitter. That's the that's the handle, um, and we still get everything together, y'all. But yep. we working, episode nine. We're going to get everything together, basically. It's about episode 20. By the time the season start, my baby get here, yeah. I'm going to get some time off. We get everything together. Yeah, we got more content coming up as well, too. We're going to be having some guest stars. We're going to be doing some live streams as well, too. I definitely want to get active with you guys after the football games. Be diving into it, what things probably piss us off, what what stuff what stuff excited us as well, too. Throughout it, we're just going to be coming with all that because we're a community. Jeez, we love each other. We're probably one of the best fan bases in the league, actually probably in the entire world. So, you already know. But we'll talk to you all on the next episode of Chiefing with Daily Dale. Y'all have a good one.